Tonight on Alpha's back in pod form. James Sheaves. I would bet SpongeBob had done one at some point. Gumba Master. Please kill me. And me, Byron Hussey. Well, there is a list of chess gambits on Wikipedia. That's it. Thanks. Hey everybody, welcome to Alpha's Back in Pod Form, episode number 54, Stairway to Heaven. My name is Byron Hussey, and I'm joined today by the great Gumba Master. Hello. Hello. And also by the even greater James Sheaves. Hello. Kind of pitting you two against each other right at the top here. Kind of see see what happens. Like it's kind of a Stanford prison experiment kind of thing. The claws are out. <laughs> so this is the 54th episode of ALF. It's called Stairway to Heaven. It was first aired October 10th, 1988. It is based on... Oh, got a baby crying. Um, I mean, I mean that's a natural reaction to ALF. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think he stopped. So Stairway to Heaven... The song is a song by the English rock band Led Zeppelin. Uh, not to be confused with the Italian rock band Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just came up with that. That was off the top of my oh, that's head. That's right. Thanks. Good. It was composed by guitarist Jimmy Page and vocalist Robert Plant for the band's untitled fourth studio album often called Led Zeppelin 4. I've never cared for Led Zeppelin. It's always sounded kind of trashy to me. <laughs> do you guys like Led Zeppelin? No, not at all. Um, what do you make of the uh, backmasking satanic messages controversy, um, which I, be- I believe uh, was centered in large part around the song Stairway to Heaven? Um, wasn't it like an urban legend? Uh, well, haven't you heard the, haven't you heard the, the, backwards, the backwards music? guess maybe i have but i don't remember should i play it yes okay let me play it let's see uh led zeppelin stairway to heaven backwards satanic message okay this song this song has not been modified or changed in any way for the original apparently when a certain part of led zeppelin stairway to heaven is played backwards you can clearly hear a message the interpretation of the message is up to you. Now listen carefully as the song is played forward and backwards. What? To listen to the whole song? If there's a button in your head, don't be alone there. It's just a sprinkly for the main queen. Yes, there are two paths you can go back, but in the long run. Now let's listen to the backward version of the same part. The interpretation of those sounds was... So here's to my sweet Satan, the one whose little path would make me sad, whose power is Satan, he'll give you 666. There was a little tool shed where he made us suffer. Sad Satan. So um, I'm just going to say this is complete bullshit. Um, there was, there's no way that was deliberate, and it didn't even really sound like that. I'm going to say, nope, debunked. I'm debunking it. <laughs> Debunker. All right. Okay. I, I would want to get a, a second opinion from uh, a, a doctor friend of mine. He's not a real doctor, but... <laughs> Dr. Spencer Etienne would be? Yeah. Um, oh, you know him. Bakley. Um, so, yeah, that's, I, I don't think that's true at all. It's, it okay. reminds me of the like the satanic cult hysteria of the 80s where like yeah. psychiatrists were like just planting suggestions to people that they were probably in a satanic cult. Like, well, that's when it. Um, that's exactly when it arose, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's like there are there are no satanic cults. There are none. 
There's like yeah. one, and it's like kind of a goof. Yeah, it's, yeah, bit of a troll. Yeah. Anyway, so Alf. So um, this was the perfunctory It's a Wonderful Life episode of Alf. To those of you who are not familiar, the premise of It's a Wonderful Life is a guy that uh, he wishes he's dead, right? Or just gone or something. And then an angel shows him like what happens if he's gone and then he regrets that. Right? Do I, do I have that right? The difference between that and Alf is we wish he was dead. <laughs> but then it turns out he's not and we have a lot of regrets. Zing! Mm. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a it's been a stock plot forever. I've never actually seen the original It's a Wonderful Life, but I've seen so many countless like you know parodies and and just like straight up, yeah, stealing of the premise. Yeah, that, I'm in the um, same boat as you. Like, yeah, it's it's abundantly uh, familiar. Right. So yeah, I mean, I was looking at a list. I think I went to like TV tropes. Yeah, I have it open here still. There's like a whole TV trope about it called it's a wonderful plot and um if you just go to live action tv we see that it's been done in the french the french prince of bel-air uh star trek the next generation married with children night court buffy the vampire slayer angel secret world of alex mack moonlighting highlander Chappelle show um that probably doesn't count it's like sketch comedy charles in charge mork and mindy um, I would bet Spongebob had done one at some point Yeah Doctor Who Facts of Life iCarly Weird Science Quantum Leap Dallas <laughs> Psych Brimstone Warehouse 13 uh, Christmas episode of Raising Hope And on and on and on Or right. Friends Ad nauseum Glee <laughs> So yeah it's, it's like literally the probably the most stock plot of stock plots of all time um so i i think for that reason i actually think this is the worst episode of elf that i've seen any wow. uh, disagreement there um it's it's pretty uh honest um as to the the nature of the character which we'll get into you think so yeah uh and i i think that is is not to its credit it's like a it's very unpleasant to watch all the like dripping 80s corporate greed capitalist stuff but even that like seemed kind of like stock plot for an 80s sitcom like it was all just like so phoned in it was like it could have been any show just swap out all the characters for other characters and just do it again over and over again yeah you're exactly right um with maybe the exception of like um uh how like clearly um depressed and deranged max wright is throughout the whole thing (laughs) yeah like you mean like the actual person right uh yeah sure (laughs) uh gumba any thoughts no okay so the episode starts with the family playing croquet in the backyard they have a very elaborate croquet setup um, is one of you uh, clicking, clicking something? Yeah. Sounds like Morse code. Like you're doing like Morse code. Are you? Are you a uh, a code talker? Click twice if you need to be rescued. <laughs> is that once Uh-oh. or twice? I think it was once. It was Probably once. once. Okay. So yeah, they were they're playing uh, croquet in the backyard. Um, kind of strange, like setup. Like this is, seems like they're that like they spent like hours setting out the backyard for this. Like, giant croquet picnic very formal uh, do either well, as you... we see the 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 kind of there seems to be like a sublimated streak of like british royal family country club snobbery uh, yeah. in the tanners comes out very, like very easily they're, yeah their true nature is like revealed that they're like these horrendous like sweater wearing republicans people. yeah republicans yeah. yeah so they so they get in good into cro- croquet have either of you ever played croquet yes hmm. no have you ever seen the movie heathers yes i have not but no. i know they they play croquet in it do you want to share anything about your croquet experience james uh we played it once or twice on like um holidays at, at beaches yeah it's not like a hugely 
hugely addictive, fun experience. So the fam, the fam is playing croquet, which Alf explains is called muck sucking on Melmac, which is another one of these really stupid. There's a version of this on Melmac, mm. and he just shits out like an explanation that's like not canon, and then it's never revisited. Yeah. I can see there being, like, a version of this that is funny where the character, like, does the, oh, we have a we have a version of X, um, but it's clearly just, like, he's just, like, making a connection where there is none. Yeah. And actually, like, it's his own stupid, you know, alien thing that has not much to do with, with what's at hand. Yeah. I'm curious who wrote this episode. Like, I wonder if it's, like, a new writer. Because it just seems like there's, like... As little heart as there is in any given episode of Alf, this seems like like the least heart, like the least <laughs> soul of any Alf. Yeah, I remember the name being unfamiliar that popped up at the start, but I thought that might have been because uh, we were in a new season now. Philip Waithill. Oh, he only wrote one episode, Stairway to Heaven. So yeah, this is just some 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 fucking hack they brought in, shit out a script. Bring him in for the Jimmy Stewart episode. Yeah. So uh, this is what I'm saying. It's like this is a muck sucking thing. It's just like a, this is like some this is the kind of thing like an alien say. Okay, let's move on. Um, yep. And then another weirdly like not very in keeping with the, the the show to this point is that Alf just just fucking breaks Willie's leg with a croquet mallet like on purpose. Yeah. He just attacks it's him. Like it's quite horrendous. <laughs> It's not an accident. It's just like the only the only like mitigating factor is that like maybe that's the rule of muck sucking, so it's like a cultural thing, but it's an assault. Yeah. And nobody's all that upset about it. <laughs> They're resigned to it at this point. This is the behavior that they expect. But it's like to this point it it isn't because like at least everything else is like an accident. I can't think of any point where like Alf literally like attacked somebody and injured them just out of complete malice and, and evil. Yeah, I think that, that might be a new one and it's yeah. not welcome. Yeah. Um so Alf says that he broke the windshield, the power saw and Willy all in one day. <laughs> and then he for some reason throws the mallet up into the air and hits himself in the head, right? Uh, yep, which is really amusing when the when the puppet hurts himself. Yeah. Um, then we get the 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 new jazzy season three theme song, which I uh, I recall was covered with the the Emma and was Vivian on that episode as well. Well, yes, whoever whoever was on that one. Um, but uh, I didn't watch the previous episode. I only listened to the show. Yeah. And wow, I hate it. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Uh, Max Wright in particular was like, you know, clearly dead inside. Uh, it's it's just like, you know, depressing to watch him like attempt to express like positive human feeling. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, don't, I don't recall if I mentioned that um, one of the vignettes that they feature is the bit where Alf is suicidal in the bathtub. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, that's that's it's weird that they chose that clip. It's very strange. You know, that's our life now. We're going to be with that title sequence presumably yeah. for many weeks hence. Actually, um in some of the early episodes of this cast, I played the the jazzier tune as the intro music. Mm. Um I should probably switch back to that. What do you think? Don't. <laughs> okay, I won't. Well, it'd be more trouble too, so I won't won't do it um so post title sequence we were immediately in um it's a wonderful life land yeah. and um uh, no one is laughing at alf's jokes and the, the the thing that is immediately apparent is that without the the presence of the alien puppet the the tanners are just like these weird stiff robots that just like act very polite to each other and um have lots more food to eat yeah. Yeah, it's very strange how different they are. But sorry, the baby started crying again. It was inevitable. Are we recording? He's still recording, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> Let's just keep going. Um, 
<laughs> Maybe I can uh, filter it out somehow with I some mean, audio effects. That, get that baby meter. Yeah. In the in the dream sequence, they did win a lottery. Uh, a lottery, um, the, which the, the the ticket was eaten by Alf. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's interesting because I think that's an example of how poorly written this episode was because it sort of undermines the central <laughs> conceit that Alf was a yeah. drain on their coffers and thus without Alf they were more successful. But really it was just a fluke. And, yeah, they um, had to get like a Deus Ex Machina of a lottery ticket in order to have like the plausibility of them driving Maseratis and stuff. Yeah. Because it like they so there was a scene where like Lynn started talking about how uh, they got her a Maserati. She gave her Porsche away. Um, and just it didn't make sense in that moment that they would be that yeah. much wealthier. They're in the um, same middle class suburban house. Yeah. Like, you know, they would have moved out. And uh, actually, that's I mean, the yeah, thing with all these. Yes, uh, yes, but, but Alf himself does drop that question. Why, why do you have all that money? Right. Yeah, but it's sort of like, again, it undermines the, the theme, which is that, like, this really didn't have that much to do with him other than, like, one little fluke, like one little sliding doors thing. Like, mm. they might, you know, in another reality, they might not have bought the ticket. Then what, right. what would they be doing, you know? Um, yeah, and it's the thing Basically, with this Basically, what it shows is that corrupts. Right, yes corrupts yeah um the thing with when this stock plot's used in tv shows you have tv show budgets and so you have to use all the same sets all the same actors and you know like same costumes and stuff and so like you end up with just like universes that are like different in very stupid ways mm -hmm. that don't really stand up to scrutiny and it's very obvious that just oh we thought we'd do a fun old universe episode and yeah you know not spend too much on making it any different yeah so um so when they come back when alf comes in he's invisible the tanners are eating um a uh, very hoity-toity meal um brian asks um uh, to uh for somebody to pass the hearts of palm um i seem to remember yeah, this just... being like a a fancy 80s food yeah and they're having steak tartare, and um, it, like it's revealed that uh, Raquel Lockmonic is like their maid. Um, like, I would not trust Raquel to prepare me a steak tartare. Yeah, that's, that's bizarre. Like, that's raw beef. Yeah. So, um, like, basically, they win the lottery, and then they buy the Lockmonic's house, bulldoze it, and turn them into their domestic. Um, servants what does that really say about like n not only the tanners but like that being somehow the desire sort of inherent to all middle class american people um the fantasy to play out once once they achieve wealth to uh to sort of bury their neighbors it's pretty disgusting <laughs> to enslave them so like they become like the Attila the Hun, the neighborhood. Oh, I'm, I'm wealthy now, so I'm going to uh, raise the neighboring village and enslave the inhabitants. Mm -hmm. What do you think uh, Trevor was doing? Like we saw Raquel was the maid. Yeah, presumably sure? he's even less plausible as a manservant. Maybe they have <laughs> have him as like a a gamekeeper. <laughs> I think he's the chauffeur. The chauffeur, yeah. Maybe. I, was, I was picturing like, like like Hagrid, the Hagrid <laughs> of the uh, Tanner Hogwarts estate. Um, I, I also Googled um, 80s uh, Maseratis just to see what like we were talking about here. Dreadfully ugly cars. Well, now I guess I have to do that too. And this will probably now end up being I... the cover image of the episode. <laughs> it's, it's just all like just ugly cars like you saw them today you wouldn't go oh that's a luxury vehicle oh yeah um now i'm just trying to find out uh when in time roseanne winning the lottery related to the tanners winning the lottery and like who might have 
ripped off whom. I think the Roseanne was like the final season, so it would have been later. Yeah. I think, uh, I think these are pretty, pretty, pretty nice looking, James. I feel like you just don't understand uh, hot cars. Hey, maybe. I think that's what's going on here. I think the current day Maseratis are kind of shitty looking. TBH. Really? Huh. That's how I feel. Just how I feel. Um, so we haven't even talked about uh, Angel Bob yet. Um, yeah. He, Angel Bob is the uh, Wonderful Life uh, kind of... I don't remember what the angel's name in Wonderful Life is. Um, Angel but, Dave. Uh, probably Angel Dave, yeah. But interesting, uh, so Angel Bob is played by a man named Joseph Marr. Yeah, who or is Mayor. not a celebrity. He was, well, he was actually um, in a an early episode of, or an early and a bad episode of Seinfeld also. Mm-hmm. He, he played a an old drunk that um, Jerry Seinfeld met on a plane and then somehow ended up having to, like, take care of his dog for a few weeks. Um, hmm. And the dog was named Farfel. Okay. Um, so that's where I knew him from. And he has passed away. Well, that's a shame. He's he's getting sozzled in heaven now. Yeah. 1998 is when he died. So he's He's been dead for a long time. He's, How about if, that? If he was not cremated, he is ba- badly decomposed. <laughs> um, uh, I would typically expect a, like a guardian angel role to be like a fun excuse for a celebrity guest appearance because you can do like a throwaway joke about but you're a guardian angel and mm-hmm. y- yeah, I you know I have to have a side gig between episodes yeah. of Seinfeld. But yeah, they should have gotten. They... Um... John Larroquette. Sure. <laughs> he would have been like, like, oh, you're an angel? Like, yeah, the whole sleazy thing, just a cover for me being an angel. Yeah. Um, so bad they I, couldn't get Michael Landon. They mentioned Michael Landon in the episode, in fact, later on in the episode. I don't know. When they're in heaven, oh, yeah, they see Michael Landon. That was like a cultural joke that I didn't understand. Yeah, I barely understand it. I was like around for it, I guess. He's the series he was in was called Highway to Heaven. Yeah. Uh, so, double. Almost... Well, wait, maybe he wasn't even dead yet when this aired. Well, my um, preferred angel show is Touched by an Angel. I'm not sure if that's on record. Mine is Seventh Heaven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's full of very fine people. Hmm. Jessica Biel? Not even sure if that counts as an angel show. I mean, it's, a, it's certainly a show with religion in it. Um, yeah, so I, I misunderstood this because Michael Landon um, had died, but... I thought that's why he they had run into him in heaven because he was had just died, but in fact it was because he was in the show uh, Highway to Heaven, as uh, Gumba uh, observed. So that was smart. Gotcha. That was smart. It was my favorite show when was it when I was a child. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw it. It's very sappy. I remember it being on TV. Moralizing a bit, you know. Yeah. But, uh, well, you're a little bit older than me, Gumba, so yeah. I think you, it might have been a, a more appropriate uh, for your demographic. You're closer to death. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, there's a strange joke about uh, Alf eating a dog. Um, yeah, don't they know it's not dogs? Yeah, like, again, who who wrote this? This is like... What's the thing they do like in animated series where like there's like a guide they have to follow when they're drawing oh, the characters? Like a show Bible. Yeah. Like <laughs> it seems counter to the the show Bible. Like 
Don't make jokes about eating dogs. <laughs> this is a cat eating show. Yeah, people won't people won't buy into that. Yeah. Um, Someone didn't read the source material. <laughs> the lore, the Alf Bible. Hmm. Um. Also, in this scene, just before we jump off of it, uh, there's like a throwaway gag where Kate says that uh, you know what a lovely home we have with no alien living in it. Yeah. Which, just like stepping outside of the context of oh, it's an it's a wonderful life parody is just like an extremely disturbing thing to say. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's complete. It's it's it it's just not. It doesn't take itself even a little bit seriously. Like I don't like. There's no heart to it because they aren't they aren't even pretending it's real they're like this is just some dumb meta thing that we're doing Mm -hmm. we're we're just gonna pretend and like Like, nobody's acting natural like soggy cardboard it's like it's like a bit it's like a sketch they're doing which is like fine if that's what if that's what it is that's what it is but it's like uh well i guess that's i guess (laughs) that's what it is that's what it is um so the the angel bob uh mentions very 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 clever subtle reference to the uh the capra amendment um and of course uh it's a wonderful life was written by uh uh <laughs> i want to say franz capra um <laughs> Oh, right, the Capra Amendment. Like, yeah, I thought that wasn't even notable enough to mention. No, I mean, I, I'm only mentioning it because it's like, uh, it, it, it's so uh, ham-handed that they it's thought like, they were, um, they thought they were being cute there. Yeah, it's like, like the, the time the they did, case. like, yeah, United States versus Fusco. Fusco, yeah, like, it's it's all over the credits. It's not subtle. Blech. Uh, what's his name? Capra? What, what is it? Uh, Frank Capra. Frank, yeah. Not Franz. Uh, Franz Kafka. Mm-hmm. That's where I was getting my wires crossed. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. So, why don't we kind of skip ahead a little bit? Because um, we already talked about most of this stuff. There are two references we, we, to we, Sheena Easton in this episode. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, any, she was hot property at the time. Yeah, any anybody resonate with Sheena Easton? Uh, she she sang the title song to the uh, James Bond film For Your Eyes Only. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. She's from... Uh, one of the worst um, title songs. She's from uh, Scotland. Yes. So there you go. She's kind of like probably like the Adele of her time. Hey, yeah, I guess. <laughs> she did a Bond song too. Yeah, the uh, the little trivia fact about her is she's the only um, title song artist to also um, physically appear in the title sequence. They had her like lip syncing her song through the through the title sequence. That sounds pretty bad. No, it's fine. Oh, okay. So you like <laughs> for for your eyes only? Uh, it's um. Uh, on the one hand it's like very silly like it has a a sketch with margaret thatcher at the end like a margaret thatcher impersonator Mm -hmm. um but then on the other hand it came on the heels of moonraker and uh there's kind of a pattern with the bond films where whenever they get like too crazy they'll kind of dial it back for the next one like host die another day you had casino royale etc um and so it's it's kind of like a bit more of a straightforward espionage story where oh we're tracking the you know submarine thing or whatever yeah. instead of like you know blowing up the whole world from space yeah um, so you know it, it it has a place in my heart along with all the others is the uh, Daniel Craig Bond starting to move in in the uh, silly direction or is it remaining grounded? Uh, well, I. It remains to be seen. I suspect that the new director, Kerry Fukunaga, um, will probably make a pretty bonkers movie. I hope uh, so. And then, um, yeah, we can only hope, right? And then Craig will, like, in all likelihood, retire, and then we'll have Idris Elba. 
Yep. Or um, girl. girl. Right. Bond. Yeah. Maybe the yeah. the Doctor Who. She can be James Bond as well. Yeah. Or um, oh, I don't know. Like, uh, I can't think of any British women. That's it. Uh, Theresa May. <laughs> oh, how about Emma Watson? Oh, yeah, I love it. Thank you. So, fan cast, Emma Watson. Um, oh, how about this? Emma Watson and Idris Elba as husband and wife, James Bonds. Yes. <laughs> They're a couple. They're both Bonds. They're both named James. Uh, one's, one's a black man. One's a woman. Doesn't matter see, the ethnicity is... of the woman. Yeah, this is just the logical extension of the of the franchise. It's really the, you know what it is. It's the future that liberals want. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> just maybe maybe make it a same sex relationship somehow. Yeah. I don't know how you do that without changing either. Um, well, I would say make um, Emma Watson a trans character, but that would probably ruffle some feathers um, for not casting an actual actual trans actress so mm-hmm. so we could just say maybe um could we quit we got a third in there yeah oh yeah okay. you can do whatever you want baby it's hollywood <laughs> the 90s get yeah, used welcome to, to it the 90s. um so um, yeah so the 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 elf <laughs> vignette is like that's the real depressing part of the episode i think oh i mean actually no they're sort of equally depressing like the family uh uh alf has a line about all the straight lines are going to waste and like it's it's true without alf around they're just a bunch of boring people who like say like banal shit to each other yeah it's Um, strange that's like the direction they took both alternate timelines in was that they both are rich uh oh yeah like because like yeah what's the downside right like the the only incentive alf had to going back was that he just would really miss the tanners <laughs> <laughs> like they're not that great mm. and they're better off without you so i guess that's the point is like friendship and love conquers all yeah um, um in the alf rich asshole um vignette the, there's a donald trump name drop which yeah. is like gag inducing of course yeah, I wrote um, that down. I'm not sure if it's the first reference to Trump or not in ALF. Mm. Um, but he was a known entity in the 80s. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised. What exactly was he known for prior to The Apprentice? Um like, He was I mean, me. he was he was like he was I mean, like, he definitely had, like, a brand, but in terms of, like, being sort of within the popular culture, I feel like he was yeah. just, like, known for being, like, in the same way that you know Elon Musk, you know? like Yeah, like, just lots like, of pages stuff. Yeah. And he was, like, a New York City socialite, big deal kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, that's the context in which he comes up in this. It's like this story about like famous people uh smelling alf's radiator fluid (laughs) right which apparently Um, only smells like radiator fluid yeah but it's it all makes sense because this is all just a dream yeah it's true and that explains any inconsistencies yeah none of it counts none of it none of it matters Um, we didn't learn anything so uh the I wrote down that Alf said toot pronto. That was pretty funny. Huh. Um, <laughs> uh, he had a uh, assistant named Mavis Winkler. I thought that might have been a shout out to to Henry Winkler. Yeah. Also known as the Fonz. Um, Alf had two very sexy twin secretaries. Uh, I felt like that was a little little bit misogynistic. Yeah, well, that certainly wasn't the only misogynistic thing, was it? Like, he he says, what, like, I didn't have to marry the boss's ugly daughter? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, just that was messed up. 
I was just, I've just like been throwing up for this whole episode. It's really bad. It's so bad. It's really. I, I am I crazy? Is this not the worst episode of Alf? It yeah, it's like pretty nauseating. Um, I imagine there there were probably like more boring episodes back there in season one, but like I've yeah, they were boring ones, them. but at least they were like consistent. At least they believed in themselves. You know, this is like totally cynical. Mm. Um, the decor of Alf's office is really heinous, but it's like intended to be very fancy, uh, nice, eight, like eighties style. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I can't like describe it, so probably not a good thing to talk about on podcasts. But uh, just I'm trying just, to find just, it in the um... it's bad, real bad. Yeah, you know, I just noticed that um, he is wearing the ref shirt for the whole episode. That's right. Yeah, he had a ref shirt on because he was for some reason he was the ref referee for the croquet match. Yeah, so I guess that's how you can. Um, that's a little cinematic device to let you know which Alf is real alf and which yeah. is dream reality alf yeah it makes sense uh also uh, it's black and white costumes are like the movie it's a wonderful life was in black and white wow that's a really that's so a really deep. cool easter egg for the fans yeah sort of like uh how when you play that um stairway to heaven backwards you hear the satan stuff yeah cool that's a cool egg. easter egg for fans yeah. of satan for the fans of satan pretty sure um off the subject, I I read a um, an account recently of how either Jimmy Page or Robert Plant, I forget which, was like like a statutory rapist. Um, probably true, huh. right? Uh, I mean, yeah, like we like there were no rules for like rock stars back then. They got yeah. to do just like whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, can we just can they go away? Can that make the like their yeah. music not that would be, be a thing right. anymore. Like it's like um, are, I can't listen to this anymore. Like n- nobody listens to Gary the, Glitter anymore, right? That's true. <laughs> yep. On the subject of like um, uh, old rock star misbehavior, we have this horrible like news program. That's like news detainment. What is there a word for that? Like when it's like the news, but like they force jokes into it. They have comedians. Oh, um, um, the Daily Show kind of thing. Except it's not like the Daily Show because it's like not funny. Yeah. Um, uh, it's called the Project. It's on mm-hmm. one of our commercial free-to-air television networks. Um, and I I heard a tale one time. I don't think I ever actually saw it. That they had one of these like old rock stars, maybe like a Robert Plant type, maybe a Keith Richards. I don't know. Um, and he was just so rude to one of the female co-hosts that they like cut the interview short. He was like, uh, 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 shush, shush, darling, a man is talking, shut up. Oh, God. And they just like canned the interview. Wow. Um, so Jimmy Page apparently kidnapped a 14-year-old girl named Lori Maddox. Let's see. Maddox. Is this a funny topic? Should I just get off of this? Um, it's, you know, as ever, the um, the song is, like, so intimately related to the, the content of the episode. Yeah. So, during the 70s, Paige had a well-documented several-year-long relationship with baby groupie Lori Maddox, beginning when she was 13 or 14 and while he was an adult in his 20s. In light of the Me Too movement, four decades later, this attracted renewed attention as statutory rape. Yep. So you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> That's rape. And it's bad. And we don't condone it here. And I really I honestly think that means, as with Chris Brown, these songs should not be played. You can't listen yeah. to Led Zeppelin anymore. You just can't can't do it. Take it off the radio. It's, and you know what? It's not good music anyway. Nobody's going to miss it. Nobody's going to miss it. Okay. So, um, they end up in heaven, like on clouds. Should we talk about the stupid oh. radiator radiator fluid thing? Like, it's so stupid. I think we already did. Yeah, it was like, Alf got rich selling his radiator fluid as perfume. Yeah. That's it. 
That's it's an example of the underused trope in Alf of oh the alien tech solves some earthly problem, and I guess that's just because they needed like the most half-assed solution they could possibly muster to uh, how he became so rich and wealthy so conveniently. Yeah, uh... and they they almost never used that trope otherwise. It's interesting too because like uh, it didn't even work. Like it was only it was only in his dream. That worked. Yeah. Apparently, it didn't smell good at all. Um, um, if if it were me doing the Alf show, I would have leaned the alien stuff at, like a whole lot more because it's a way that you can kind of bring some sort of like imagination into the show. Um, yeah. No, I think we and, talked about this extensively in one of our right. recent pre- prior episodes. Probably. Didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> then so you can really... like actually. Oh no! You know what it was? I would think it was like. We were talking about Red Dwarf. Yeah. And how that's more or less what Alf could have been. Yeah. Um, uh, and it, it, it would fulfill the the Max Wright promise of um, when he has to give one thing that he likes about Alf, it's that, oh, he shows us wonderful alien things. Like, you know, when in, in practice he doesn't, but there's no reason in the show that they they couldn't have had, like, you know, alien stuff, like, making would appearances. Required, like, slightly more effort. When writing the episodes, yeah, it's it's true. They maybe didn't have the effects budget on top of the puppet budget. Yeah. So there's a. Um, I was one. I wrote down a question mark. Is this Christian heaven? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Are they I like? Mean, is it? <laughs> sorry, go ahead, Gumba. Yeah, there are so many uh, different denominations in in America. It probably fits one of them. I think it might be Satanist heaven. Satanist heaven? I don't think so. It's like uh, whatever heaven statutory rapists go to. (laughs) Well, that's, you know, most of the denominations. So, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure, like, just when we're thinking, thinking of heaven, an American show, there's clouds there. Pretty sure that it's like where Jesus lives, right? Implicitly. Um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, there was a pretty, pretty funny scene where, um, uh, Kate and Willie were playing chess. Um, Willie mentions that Kate has done the, the Ingram gambit. Is this a real mm-hmm. thing? The Ingram gambit? Is this another, uh, Easter egg. Please hold while I Google. <laughs> well, there is a list of chess gambits on Wikipedia, but I don't see Ingram. There's an England gambit. Uh, there's a Budapest gambit. Wow. There's a Slav defense. I don't know. Chess has always been like way beyond to me. Like I can't, I can't do it. Just can't do chess. Do you, do you lose whenever you play? I just like, I mean, I haven't played in years and I, I don't always lose, but it's like, it's like I, I mostly lose. I, just, I like, can't I remember ever winning. Yeah. Like I, feel like I won but like I only when I was a child and I was playing somebody equally terrible mm-hmm. like I, 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 I can't get my brain to work that way Gumba are you good at chess no okay it's a stupid game and you know what yeah. probably whoever invented it was probably a rapist so let's take it off the yeah. table let's not play it anymore okay. no more chess no chess so there's a quote notably, from, sorry. Uh, notably in the chess gambit scene, were, were you getting to something with that or was it just to mention the chess thing? No, I was going to talk more about it than I forgot, but let's get back to it. Yeah, it's important. <laughs> um, I think this is where Willie um, reveals that uh, every once in a while he just feels the need, like the urge to hear something breaking. Yeah. He's a deeply, deeply damaged individual. Yeah, and he like slides a candy dish off the... Uh the table and then they force Raquel to clean it up it's very kinky 
actually. Hmm. Think about it. She's probably yeah. like a sexual slave. In oh, my yeah. fantasy, she is. <laughs> I'm going to look forward to that fan fiction reading. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's coming. It's coming. Um, that's Lynn the is... only thing coming. Have <laughs> 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 uh. you guys ever seen that um, GIF image of, uh, what's his name, Jonah Hill, sort of kind of like cringing and putting his hand near his neck? You know what I mean? Uh, no, but <laughs> I get the picture. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this doesn't really work to do, like, drop gifts into, like, spoken conversations, I guess. <laughs> That's more or less what I just tried to do. Um, so let's not, let's, not, let's not do that again. Uh, okay. Willie also calls Kate Catherine. Um, Elf thinks the Tanners are bored and boring. Oh, how about the... So, I think Willie tells a pretty good joke. Um, and with a really good delivery. I mean, it's a, it's a bad delivery, but deliberately. And it's well, a well-done bad delivery. Um, so, this is how it went. Did I tell you the joke about the elephant's footprints in the cheesecake? Uh, how do you know when an elephant has been in your refrigerator. You see the, his footprints in the cheesecake. Oh, I see. <laughs> Wait, did you not see that in the episode? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I watched it, pal. Yeah. So, also there's a reference to the Republican Party. Um, Brian is supposed to be a kid, not a Republican, says Alf. Um, yeah, maybe a little bit of a reference to uh, family ties too I think a little bit I think it's kind of this odd relic of the 80s that you can have this kind of like blatant republicanism or what looks like blatant republicanism today like on display mm-hmm. um, but then when you refer to it explicitly it's only like a like a subset thing. right so I guess that that just like shows the increased polarization yeah yeah, it's a it's a shame that things can't go back to the way they were. Like, be great if yeah, we could yeah. just like make things great again. Great, again. you know. Yeah, that would be really great. <laughs> so, literally, my last note is that the episode had kind of a predictable, boring resolution. Uh, that's enough. That's what I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't remember anything after that point. But pretty much, he like wakes up. And he's like, oh, (laughs) none of that was real. Credits. Am I missing anything there? Is there anything that's worth like... That's that's what happened. Okay. Let's 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 just not talk about it anymore. Maybe he made like an offensive joke before that. Like a racist joke? Maybe. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He made a racist joke. Wow. Really pot committed here to this uh, stupid podcast so I'm going to have to overlook it keep the podcast going okay do the rest of the stupid elves it's almost done almost Um, I was uh, it occurred to me before that it might take us so long to get through these shows that they might be airing the reboot by the time we finish yeah that's a really depressing thought that would be like worst case scenario yeah like I mean it's almost like stressful to think about it one way or the other like one is that like we catch up to it and then the the new episodes are playing concurrently with this podcast so i'm sort of missing out on riding the the wave of the new renewed alf hysteria and the the depressing alternative to that is that um finally get through the stupid alf podcast and then more alfs come on to talk about that shit has to just keep it going so it's like lose lose really the only win would just be if they didn't do it yeah (laughs) so please warner brothers or whoever the fuck is thinking of making this enormous mistake somebody stop them stop don't do it this is like a terminator 2 moment here i think like where you can sort of 
try, try to do the thing in advance, like killing Miles Dyson. Yeah. I'm not condoning or advocating of the murder of any specific individual, but if somebody could do some something, whatever it takes, yeah. to just not let the ALF series uh, be rebooted, I would really appreciate it. Just please. You have my gratitude. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, guys, thanks for, for doing this. Gumba, do you have any uh, closing thoughts? I feel like, James, you probably had, you already gave some closing thoughts, right? Yeah. <laughs> Gumba, do you have any no. closing closing thoughts? No. What's your favorite color? Green. James? Uh, teal. Oof. My um, dad used to work for a... Uh, Newspaper in um, Hatboro, Pennsylvania. Okay. And he, uh, it was just like a small town newspaper, but he like, he he like, he was like the editor, and he like ran all these like hard hitting exposés and stuff. And one of them was on uh, the town came up with something called the Teal Plan. Uh huh. <laughs> just so that they were just gonna paint everything teal. Um, oh. <laughs> And, With respect, uh, that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, it was excoriated. It was uh, ultimately he lost the job because it was just not the kind of paper that was supposed to be doing that kind of story. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted like dog path yeah, stories, pretty much. Yeah, um, but anyway, that's that's the teal. It's my teal anecdote. I think they also had like a bunny rabbit. Um, like mascot and the, the, they would do like weird political cartoons with like the bunny <laughs> rabbit painting things teal or something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's go out on that, that anecdote. Uh, my favorite color is uh, like a blue gray. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I love it. Thanks. Okay. Hey, well, thanks, guys. Uh, Catch you next time here on Elf is Back in Pod 4. Adios.